I'm Gabriela Fresquez, and this is Radar 2021. From the tramp stamp to the tribal, tattoos are a form of self-expression that eludes the fickle among us, but is embraced by many with a meaningful story to tell, or who just have really strong feelings about Tide Pods. The art of tattooing has been around for centuries. The Aztecs, Incas, and Mayans all adorn their bodies with permanent ink. Despite the persistence of tattooing throughout history, in many Latinx households, tattoos are considered cosas del diablo, right up there with unusual body piercings or responding to your mom with que instead of mande. Blasphemy. In other words, you wouldn't dare come home with one lest you're prepared to face a ma's wrath. Okay, mommy. I'm going out. I'll be back before dinner, okay? Oye, antes que te vayas, dale comer al cabo tuyo. Okay, but then I gotta go because I'm gonna be late. I'm going to get to I gotta start changing out the cat food. I've been eating that too long, man. He's always so hot. Ay, Dios mío. What? Santísimo. Maito, ¿qué tú tienes allá en la espalda? My shirt? What's wrong with my shirt? ¿Qué es la mancha que tienes aquí? Ahí, ¿qué tú tienes ahí? Oh. It's a tattoo. Oh. Oh, what? No, it's a tattoo. ¿Qué hice yo, Dios? ¿Qué hice yo? ¿A dónde tú sacaste esa cochina? I got it six months ago at the Coachella Festival, okay? Cochina! Cochina Festival! It's not that big of a deal. I mean, what? Niño, eso está contra Dios, contra los otros. Contra todo. Anybody has a tattoo now, mami. Con eso, ahí atrás no puede ser doctor, no puede ser enfermero, no puede ser abogado. Hay un montón de doctores que tienen tatuajes. Eso cosa de gente baja. Y no puedo mirar. Wow. ¿Dónde fallé yo? You know what, mom? I'm 31 years old. I can make my own decisions now, okay? You can't stop treating me like this. Vas a dejar tu madre solo. Ven, ven, Mijik, ven, ven, ven. It's okay, I'm gonna stay because I can't afford to live anywhere else. Sorry, Bobby, I just mean having fun. Today, the tattoo industry in the US is worth billions, and millennials are the most tatted generation on record. That the Warse is only getting more socially acceptable, not less. If we look at, say, the last 200 years, evidence seems to indicate that we're more tattooed now than we have been before. Um, but there are also question marks in that claim as well, in the sense that. If we were to say, send out a survey 50 years ago or 60 years ago and ask people about their tattoos, would more people have given us a response of, no, they're not tattooed because of the stigma associated with it. Data seem to indicate there's more generational acceptance now. I, I like to say this all the time that if we were to look at photographs of say a professional basketball team or soccer team, you're gonna find that most of the bodies are visibly tattooed. The same goes though for other forms of culture that are in mass media. Although Colombian tattoo artist Michelle Santana credits the matriarchs in her family as being among her greatest supporters, her upbringing was typical. When she came home at 18 with a literal Diablo tatted on her leg, her mom wasn't thrilled. But since then, she's become one of the most sought after artists in New York City, defying gender stereotypes about who or what a great tattoo artist should be. I was living in Colombia before I decided to come to New York. When I came to New York, um, it was the first time that I got in touch with the small tattoos, fine line. 
It was easy for me to just change the styling and get into more into the micro fine line tattoos. I guess people just started asking me for it and I just kept doing it and it became my brand. I feel very excited to be part of this new generation where the tattoo have changed so much in the world thanks to Instagram and social media, thanks to those TV shows that have changed the mindset of people about tattoos. My mom, she was very open-minded, but she really didn't like uh, when I was getting tattoos. I feel like every Latina mom is like that. And she got really crazy with the time and seeing me going forward to it, she like accepted. And now she's getting tattoos by me all the time. Us as a woman, as a Latinas, we are very strong, independent. We don't like people to say what to do. We like to do what we want. Latinos, I feel like the role is very important. We are everywhere in the world. And it makes sense that Latinos with all the artistic abilities that they have end up being a great tattooers now, you know what I'm saying? Due to a hepatitis B outbreak in New York in the 1960s, tattooing was criminalized there until 1997. New York, at the height of its counterculture era, outlawed getting inked. And throughout most of the 20th century, people with tattoos were perceived as outlaws, ex-cons, or gang members. Tattooing was considered defiant and edgy. Today, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has a tattoo. And I'm not saying he's not edgy, but uh, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Point is, the negative perception about people who get tatted, much like my Party City Press song, is fading. The first people I ever seen with tattoos were like my grandfather. He was from the San Fernando Valley. You know, he had like the Pachuco cross on his hand and he has my grandmother's name on his knuckles and a couple other little tattoos. And he just used to always say, you know, never to get tattooed because people were gonna treat you differently. You were kind of like outcasted in society. And it's just changed over time with now the people that would have small tattoos that are visible are getting their full faces tattooed. So that's like the difference between the generations of then to now. The crazy thing about tattoos to me is tattoos are like as old as time, you know, as old as drawings on the walls. And so there was different reasons why people have been tattooed over time. There's been a lot of negativity around some tattoos in the past. And I think that's, it's a tribal thing, right? Like people want to be associated with the tribe. People want to be accepted. So the same with gangs and things like that. People want to be a part of that group. I think it got a bad stigma, but I don't ever think it really was only that, especially like today, you know, people get tattooed because they just want to get tattooed. Sometimes it's therapy, it's a memory or a time in your life. You're just having fun. When I started tattooing, I, I didn't know what tattoos were because it was just so closed off to society. I watched it go from being underground, street shops, you work real late, to going to like, you know, mainstream and everybody has tattoos. Prison, that's where the Chicano tattoos kind of come from. The Chicano tattoos that I knew of were just like the fine line black and gray stuff. And that's why fine line kind of happened because there was no teaching for tattooing for Hispanics and stuff like that. So they kind of took their own way and, and did that. I, I think that the industry's going to a great place. I think a lot more people of ethnicity are in it. It's a different world today and I, I, I'm all for it. Tattoos have long been used as a rationale for employment discrimination and is still frowned upon in many workplaces. But some in the corporate world seem to be loosening up. Six Flags and Disney recently updated their dress code guidelines to allow them. But when it comes to law enforcement to oversee the visa process or determine legal status, tattoos are scrutinized more closely. 
especially if they signify gang affiliation. The Justice Department and this administration are going after people and claiming that people are gang members simply because they have something like a tattoo on their body, um, which mm. to them signifies that somehow somebody is automatically a gang member because they've got a tattoo. In the Western world, I think there were a few things that happened that led to this association of tattooing with criminality. If we go back historically, there were a number of groups that actually used tattooing as a kind of punishment or as a way to mark the other. The Cow Gang database at one point, I, I think it was like 2004, 47% um, of black men 18 to 24 were in the Cow Gang database, which it's a database of suspected known gang members that police keep. In it, they can actually photograph people's tattoos and they have images of them to try and document who's a potential or suspected gang member. And there are implications in things like hiring that some of the contents of it are publicly available. Now, certainly there are gang members in the database, but there are also many people entered in it, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're a gang member. Having a tattoo misinterpreted as gang related is always a possibility, but what if you actually uh, were in a gang? Gang related ink is difficult to turn a blind eye to in any industry. That's why organizations like Homies Unidos Epiphany Project started a tattoo removal program, a simple act that can dramatically impact someone's access to career opportunities. The Homies Unidos was born in San Salvador, El Salvador. And um, we are a very grassroots structured violence prevention and intervention organization. Eventually, the mission and vision of Homies Unidos in El Salvador immigrated to Los Angeles with some of our members in the, in like the late 1990s. For individuals that are recently coming home from a period of incarceration, we covered the entire cost of tattoo removal services. The only requirement, right, of receiving this service is uh, to have a, a gang tattoo or a tattoo that may be an indicator of gang affiliation. We have individuals that have you know, tattoos of their zodiac signs, right? Uh, or, or tattoos are indicators of where they're from. Of, and those tattoos are seen as indicators of gang affiliation. They have real world repercussions in the form of ongoing criminalization. Tattoo removal is not cheap. Ranges about 120 to 180 a session. We've seen folks be able to go on and get employment opportunities in spaces where they had been marginalized. It's a life-changing process. While there are still plenty of misconceptions about what it means just to have a tattoo, there are also misconceptions about the art of tattooing itself. My name is Debbie Snacks. I am a tattooer and a painter, born and raised right here in Atlanta, Georgia. I want to see more more black and brown people taking this uh, taking this art form seriously and not doing it just for the hustle, doing it more for the creative aspects of it, bringing their art into it and, and you know, making more black people feel comfortable getting good tattoos, you know? I think the main thing that I wish people understood about tattooing on dark skin is that it's not a burden. There are, um, just like anyone, as you meet them, everyone's skin is different and it requires adjustment. Uh, that's the same with black and brown people and people of color. Um, another common misconception is that people of color can't get any 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 color in their tattoos. Um, and that's that's just completely false. Now there are certain colors that work better than others. And it's our job as tattooers to educate our clients on what that looks like. My tattoo aesthetic is uh, Afro-Americana. 
Afro-Americana is like American traditional, but with the twist to include people of color. For some reason, when they were creating traditional tattooing, they left us out. So I'm just helping out and extending my hand and adding in a little flavor. Long before the wave of 21st century popularity and tattoo culture, largely influenced by Instagram, Getting inked first started being used as a fashion statement in the Victorian era of the 19th century. But for centuries, tattoos served many functions, sported by indigenous communities to represent battle victories, protective spirits, denote status, or simply to tell a complex human story. La mitad de mi familia tiene descendencia indígena. Mi abuela tiene descendencia alemana y llegó acá y se casó con un mapuche que es mi abuelo. Los mapuches son un pueblo originario de Chile, también habitan parte de la Patagonia Argentina. El tema del diseño, tenían igual eh, como una amplia variedad de logos, de iconos, todo relacionado a su propia cultura. Y pasa que en Chile, como ha sido una cultura un poco más reprimida, eh, ese tipo de símbolos se han ido como reprimiendo y la gente los ha dejado en el olvido, no se ha seguido más. Y yo considero que el tatuaje, ya que es algo que se lleva la piel, puede hacer como revivir o generar así como una memoria de estos mismos símbolos, porque nos estamos refiriendo a nuestras raíces cada vez que nosotros tatuamos un diseño indígena. Estas culturas que son muy parte de nuestra identidad. Y con mi arte yo espero mucho de eso, espero que la gente diga eh, que al sentirse identificada con su entorno, con su cultura, eh, and nearly every indigenous tattoo study that I've studied with, um, you know, body marking was not considered to be an art form as it is today because they had much more important functions like marking identity and genealogical connections, marking life stages or rites of passage through life, marking achievements on the battlefield or in the hunt or in other endeavors. The word tattoo is actually from the Tahitian word tatau, and there's various definitions of that word. It could be to mark, to strike, but it's based on the sound that the hand tapping tool makes because across Oceania, hand tapping was basically the technique that was used to apply tattoos. So that tapping a ta -ta 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 -ta, is believed to have given rise to that term. I always had an interest in um, art, drawing. I guess you could say it was already instilled in my blood whether I knew it or not. All of my family through my dad's side and a lot through my mom's history side and somewhere in history, Tahitian history, we have connections all the way back to um, Nukuhiva um, goes back seven generations of artists and Lua fighters. And I figure what better way to make a living, you know, than perpetuating my culture and my family history and representing the next legacy of my family through art. To me, it's, um, it's a way to like carry on our culture and like bring it into the future and kind of bring awareness to it. I do jujitsu with my dad, like we surf a lot. We do try to do a lot of things together, trying to keep him alive, trying to keep him young. I'm kind of an all around artist, but I'm super inspired. You know, I got inspired by Che growing up together, you know, and being Polynesian descendant, it really gave me that ability, I guess, and that courage to do Hawaiian style or Polynesian artwork. When COVID happened, I actually lost my uh, marketing office job. And I think it was like 
fully a blessing in disguise because I totally shifted my career to um, working here. My dad's original shop was maybe like a third of our shop now. So I helped sort of expand it a little bit. We wanted to sort of change the vibe where everybody feels safe and comfortable. The different tribes or different people would have different markings than the designs of Oahu. And through these different markings, we could actually be our uniform of where we're from by marking yourself you kind of put the mana or the spiritual power of all the people that you want to represent on your body, on you. For me, I use it as the markings I have on mine for my representation of my family. The Polynesian culture like kind of got lost for a little bit and we're on the rise back up again. When we're tattooing, we're essential therapists, basically, you know. We're here to help people get through things or create a memory on them that they're never going to forget. They're marked on their body for the rest of their life. Mi nombre es Felipe Iborra. Soy geólogo como profesión, pero mi trabajo es el tatuaje, el tatuaje polinésico en específico. El tatuaje que yo hago hoy en día se rescata más de lo que es la cultura de la Isla Marquesa, que es Polinesia Francesa. Varios historiadores en el 1800 dibujaron y lo plasmaron, pero no explicaron lo que era el dibujo. En La Panui es parte de la cultura ya tener tatuaje. Es, es raro que no se vea una persona con tatuaje. La gente trabaja aquí, la gente del lado político, del lado que te atiende, servicio público. Están todos con tatuaje y es, es parte de, entonces la gente ya no cuestiona el uso del tatuaje. En Santiago eh, es diferente y la gente te estigmatiza por tener tatuaje. Y no conocen en realidad, es súper poco conocido el tatuaje polinésico en Santiago. Eso quiere decir porque antiguamente también el tatuaje lo llevaron como un, un símbolo de, de cárcel, más que nada. Se puso mal visto el tatuaje y claro, era de delincuente. Ahora, hoy en día, recién está entrando el tatuaje fuerte a Santiago o a Chile en general, pero siempre con un tema de, de, de que está mal visto. Es como si fuese una mancha en la piel, pero tiene mucho más significado en, en lo que es la cultura polinesia, en Rapanui en general también. Yo creo que más que nada hay que interiorizar a la gente, explicar lo que es la cultura. Siempre va a haber gente que no va a aceptar lo que es el tatuaje, pero Bienvenido también, hay que empezar a hacer charla, mostrar lo que es el diseño y que tiene peso en la antigüedad del tatuaje. En some families, getting a tattoo can cause trauma, like say to my mom when she found out about mine. But one study shows that tattoos can actually heal trauma by giving meaning to an experience for those who get them. And in a post-COVID world, Tattoo businesses are booming as Americans are eager for therapeutic outlets following a year marked by social distancing and loss. The oldest actually known tattoos on Earth are geometric and they appear on the body of a 5,200-year-old Iceman dubbed Utsi. Scholars, including myself, um, have argued for some time that his 5,200-year-old tattoos seemingly correspond to joint markings akin classical acupuncture points. Many other peoples around the world have or continue to practice similar tattoo therapy, especially for arthritis, joint pain, and sprains. In fact, on every inhabitable continent of the world, these forms of tattooed medicine were practiced Social media sites like Instagram have not only revolutionized the tattoo industry by providing the ultimate marketing tool, 
but it's given female tattoo artists the entrepreneurial tools they need to bypass sexist workplace structures in an industry dominated by a hyper-masculine culture. The future of the industry is becoming more female-driven, which isn't entirely new given that throughout history, women played a key role in making tattoos more mainstream. Many other jobs have gone the way of like formal education and credentialism. Tattooing doesn't have that. The way that this has worked is that tattooists have been able to pass on their values through the apprenticeship process. Historically, there were barriers to entry and there, there are still many of these barriers in place. In the women I spoke to when I did my interviews, many of them discussed that it was twice as hard, if not harder for them to break into the industry. Um, there were a number of sentiments of things that they had seen women deal with that men didn't have to deal with. Things like, you know, gender-based insults. And it's not just women. If we start looking at different intersections, Girls Only started through a passion project with my wife and we really wanted to give back organically to the communities that we are a part of, like LGBT+, being women, and then also just coming from Coney Island. When you give back, it really just feels great and there's no other feeling like it. So I really wanted that to be a part of like our brand. This space is like a real, big next step for Girls Oni and OLB. So we wanna use this space to teach the youth really um, things that they haven't had m probably much exposure to, such as just creative things in the arts and then also things that matter in, in the real world, such as, you know, resume building, just more serious things like that too. My style of tattooing, I would say is very delicate. It's a very soft approach. I try to be, actually do the tattoo as soft as possible and be as gentle with it. But it's a very fine, you know, black and gray work. It's a very intimate experience getting the tattoo. You're kind of giving your body to this person and just trusting them with it. When I, I'm dealing with my clients, I just want them to feel like they're cared for, you know, and that, that was really important. Artists like myself are redefining the industry because you know, before we didn't have access to this at all. It was kind of like this guys club and, you know, they got to choose who wanted to be here. And now, you know, a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of queer folks are coming in. And a lot of us also like work out of our own spaces or spaces that women dominated, queer dominated spaces, because I feel like we weren't really welcome into the industry that existed before. While still considered muy escandaloso among certain religions and abuelas, the ancient practice of tattooing isn't exactly the symbol of subculture it once was. People of all statuses, ages, and races are getting inked. Only today, instead of commemorating a hard-fought battle or tribal status, tattoos are often a reflection of our subcultural allegiances or personal interests, no matter how unique or bizarre. I'm Gabriela Fresquez for Radar 2021. Thanks for watching Radar 2021. Please like, subscribe, and comment down below and let us know what issues are important to you. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of issues to choose from. <laughs> so, so many.